Hey everyone, welcome to Best True Crime Podcast, a division of Best True Crime Books, Games, and Video, LLC. Every episode is a journey where I take you to explore crime, forensics, and historical cases. Join me as I inform, educate, and entertain true crime enthusiasts through criminal justice and dark history tours. My name is Judith A. Yates, and I'm an award-winning author, a criminologist, and a paranormal explorer. Now, grab your crime scene kits, notebooks, and hats, and join me on this investigation. The date is 1890. The place is Warsaw, Russia. Your job is to listen. And after this story, you will understand how the lack of children's rights in the legal system began. Today, we are exploring angel makers, a dark part of our history that combined murder, money, shame, and in this true crime case, a house fire that exposed one woman's gruesome crime. Was she a serial killer? Did her crime set the precedent for children's lack of rights in the legal system? This is the true crime case of an angel maker from hell. I have the fattest pigs in the district, Mariana Spubinska would brag. I give them the best feed. What she did not divulge was that she was feeding dead human babies to her pigs. Mariana was an angel maker, some might say, from hell. We are traveling back to the late 1800s in Warsaw, Russia. We now know the area as Poland. You and I stop at an old wooden home at 56 Senea Street. Here we meet Mariana Skublinska, who had once worked as a midwife. Now she's working as an angel maker. A midwife was not just some random woman who delivered your child. A midwife had to be formally licensed by the church, and, as in many villages, she was overseen by her community. Sometimes the midwife would assist in the birth of a child and care for the new mother, and other times assist in making the child just go away. And then the midwife became a baby farmer. Perhaps the new mother is single, shamefully bearing a child out of wedlock. Perhaps there are already too many children in the family, or royal blood played a part in an unwanted child. The midwife, for a fee, carries the unwanted child away. The midwife sells the child to someone who wanted a baby. No questions are asked, which is what makes the transaction so easy and enjoyed by the transgressors. If the baby does not sell, or if the parent wants the baby gone forever, the work becomes sinister. The baby farmer turns angel maker. What was an angel maker? Well, these were women who would make the baby disappear forever, killing the baby by any means. A few coins and the child is gone. An angel maker's work was illegal. Still, angel makers worked throughout Europe at the time. Let's visit Mariana Skulvinska's Warsaw home. We see new parents selling their unwanted babies to angel maker Mariana for disposal. For 15 rubles, she guarantees the baby will die within a few weeks. At 20 rubles, within 48 hours. 
After being systematically starved to death, the little bodies are either buried or tossed to her pigs for devouring. At least 75 babies entered her home. None came out breathing. Then a turn of events exposes Mariana Skulvinska and her family, one that will make you question justice. Mariana's secret begins to unravel the night of a house fire. The angel maker was exposed by what may be called Hell's Fire. It is late, the night of February 20, 1890. The Warsaw Fire Department is called the Brigade. And now the Brigade is rushing to a house at 56 Senea Street. The old wooden home is ablaze, drawing people out of their houses into the frigid night air to watch the fire leap into the sky. The crowd is watching, some shouting in fear. Tenants of the burning house are forced to jump out of windows to escape to safety. We watch as the blaze rages, but a woman is slipping quietly into the crowd, and she too is watching the yellow flames send sparks into the night air. Her greasy dark hair is severely parted in the center, and it's hanging limp around a craggy face. She has a hooked nose and a very dour expression. Unemotional eyes scan the burning home from under her heavy brow. Her name? It's Mariana Sklubinska. A member of the brigade learns who she is and slogs over to speak with her. There were baby crypts discovered in the house, he tells her. She explained patiently to the firefighter that she is a midwife for unmarried pregnant women. I take on the children to nurse, she says. She and her family had moved into the house only four months prior. Are the babies with you now? The brigade member asked. They are no longer with me, Mariana Sklubinska is answering honestly. Finally, about 4 o'clock a.m., the last of the flames are growing low, and we watch as they are extinguished. The crowd is now dissipating around us, and we all think the worst is over, and it's time to return to warm beds. But a brigade member is stepping carefully over the charred flooring, and he's shouting out to others that he's found a tiny corpse. And then another, and another. The crowd is returning to brave the smoke, and we're covering our mouths with a cloth in our hands, and we start discussing this horror that he has found. One of the brigade members calls out as he begins tearing into a wall of what's left of the home, and we see a little body falling out of the framework. Several of the brigade joins him, only to find more little bodies. They're all infants. Walls are coming down, and we're listening to the tearing of the floors of the walls, and more bodies are being carried out very gingerly and placed on a spot on the ground. Some are only skeletal remains. Others, we see, are recently deceased. You can smell and even taste the putrid smell of the freshly dead mixed with the sharp order of scorched wood. The police are soon notified, and even a doctor arrives. The doctor examines the dead babies as they are brought out and laid on this common yard. These babies were not choked by the smoke, the doctor finally explains. This is a crime! A brigade member points out the sole resident of the home that he knew of. Officers begin questioning the woman with a hooked nose and a dour expression. I live here with my sister and her husband, 
Mary Anna Skrubinska reports, and my daughter, and my sister's daughter, and a boy. She lives in the attic of the old wooden house, she says. The investigators nod, listening to her story. They hear her name. They jot down the names of the family members. And then the policemen arrest all four of the adult women. It would later be confirmed that Mariana Sklubinska had set the fire in the hopes of collecting insurance money. The damages amounted to 5,000 rubles. Readers of a February 24, 1890 London, England newspaper would gasp at the page 3 headline. Horrible crimes at Warsaw. Fifty murdered babies found, they read the story. A horrible series of crimes has been discovered at Warsaw. A fire at an old house in Siena Street had been extinguished, and firemen discovered a child's corpse beneath the floor. Finally, eight bodies were found beneath the floor of one room. Partitions and a cupboard being pulled down, six more bodies of children were brought to light. In all, 50 bodies have been found. Now everyone, from the public to the prosecution, asked the question, how did it begin that Mariana Sklubinska and her family members were harboring murdered babies in the walls and floors of their home? It was common knowledge that some children were taken to baby farmers who would charge a sum to care for and assist the newborn in finding a home. Thinking their child to be in better hands, the parent paid the fee, kissed the baby goodbye, and departed. It was legal, even licensed. Four months before the Warsaw Fire on the night of February 20, 1890, Mariana Sklubinska worked as a baby farmer. So we have to go back to that time to understand how this all happened. Mariana and her family lived in a small village outside of Warsaw. She found midwifing an easy task, and a profitable one. She was far from beautiful, but what she lacked in aesthetics, she made up for in charm. Most importantly, she asked no questions. She did not want to know who the mothers were, or where they came from, or why they were giving up their children. That alone was worth a few rubles per child, and the fee was raised when business was brisk. Maybe the baby lived to be sold to someone who could pay the price someone who also did not want to answer questions. For Mariana, if a certain baby grew too expensive or became too much trouble, if certain babies were not sold quickly, well, it was easy to dispose of them. Mariana was practical. She knew her business needed to be kept within the family, and friends were there only to assist. She paid her son-in-law, whose name was Cunha, to forge medical death certificates for what they called natural causes. Nobody asked, nobody questioned, and a business kept thriving. Mariana hired a carpenter named Malinsky to build little coffins for the dead. But even by stuffing numerous little bodies into one coffin for burial, the coffins soon became just too much to handle without arousing suspicion. So Malinsky was paid to assist Mariana Sklubinsky to chopping the bodies into pieces and packing them into larger coffins. She allowed a mentally ill boy to live with her, and it was his job to bury these coffins. 
Well, law enforcement caught on to her charge from baby farming to becoming an angel maker. Mariana Sklobinska was arrested for murder. A trial was held. What do you think happened? She was acquitted for lack of sufficient evidence. About a year after this trial, she moved away from the village and she took her daughter and son-in-law, Cunha, with her sister and her sister's adult daughter. The mentally ill boy tagged along. They all moved into the old wood building at 56 Sunea Street in Warsaw. Again, Mariana found an easy and profitable job, one that would support her, her family, and anyone who helped keep her secret. With their assistance, Mariana Sablinska became a full-time angel maker. Of course, she was an angel maker in secrecy. To the outside world, she was a baby farmer, or sometimes a midwife. As for Mariana's past, the whole arrest and acquittal problem was just forgotten. Law enforcement did not forget, and on February 19, 1890, they dropped in unexpectedly at the house on Sunea Street. We found Mariana Skoblinska nursing four children, an officer would later testify, and we ordered her to return the babies to their parents, seeing that she had no license to carry on the business of baby farmer. The police would add Mariana Sklubinska had agreed to comply. No, she told them, she had no license to be a midwife. Yes, she would shut her business down. But what she did not tell police was how babies in her home had died of starvation, that as an angel maker, she would guarantee no child lived under her care, and she was stuffing them into the walls under the house and feeding them to her pigs. The night after the police visited her, the house was ablaze. Now, join me in the courtroom as the case against Mariana goes to trial. It is May 1890. The mentally ill boy testifies. On the night of February 19th, he heard Mariana call out to Cunha. Take away those puppies. They're dead. No, she wasn't talking about dogs, he says. She was talking about babies. We hear testimonies that confirm people were paying Mariana to murder unwanted infants. The higher the price, the faster the child would die. When bodies begin to stack up faster than Mariana could bury them, she stuffed them into walls or floors. More often, she just tossed the dead bodies to her pigs. Testimony after testimony, this is what we hear. And now, Mariana Sklubanska takes the stand. I did not kill them, she says. They died, poor things, because they were very weak. My calling was an honest one. She says this over and over. And finally, we hear the verdict. She was found guilty of setting fire to her home for insurance money with five babies inside the house. Despite the overwhelming evidence, she could not be convicted of murder. What sentence would you give her? Well, 
Marianas Klubinska was sentenced to three years in prison. So what happened to her after she went to prison? Little is known about her with exception of her crimes. There is no information available as to her life inside prison or even after the trial. We don't have any information on her family. They all just disappeared from the headlines. Mariana Sklubinska is only one of many known angel makers in history. While laws to protect children have improved since the 1800s, children are still being purchased and sold internationally. According to the U.S. Department of State's most recent Trafficking in Persons report, 77% of trafficked victims are exploited within their country of residence. Thank you for listening to Best True Crime Podcast. We are a division of Best True Crime Books, Games, and Video, LLC. Every episode is a journey where I take you to explore crime, forensics, and historical cases. Join me next episode as I inform, educate, and entertain true crime enthusiasts through criminal justice and dark history tours. My name is Judith A. Yates. I am an award-winning author, a criminologist, and paranormal explorer. I hope you subscribe, and please stop by my website and check out my books and the games created by my team at www.truecrimebook.net.